Welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host, Derek, Dave, and E-Money. Why are we clapping? I have no idea. Philly's lost 2-3 in Cleveland. Dave got offered a full-time geeky today, E-Money. Yes, that I did, that oh, I did. that's great. That is great stuff. So well, you know, look how enthused he yeah, is. Thanks, buddy. He, I already talked to him just... about that, so I'm sorry. Yeah, it's good stuff. Very good stuff. That it is. Uh, the excitement, I'm sorry, the excitement was already gone for me. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm sorry. I didn't. We were. I'm not gonna. It's understandable, Emily. I, I understand that you would feel a little bit of jealousy. E money doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. I was very high earlier. I thought it was a great. I think it's a great thing. <laughs> okay, we'll push pause on that. <laughs> Phillies. <sighs> very high. Very high. Lose two or three to the Cleveland Indians, but we knew going into it, it was going to be a tough series. Yes. However, the way they lost is. The, what really freaks us out a little bit is um, your ace, Cole Hamels, gets shellacked, kind of like this bar, shellacked Yes. on Monday. And tonight, giving up leads is just no fun. You know, they had him 4-2, ready to play well. Lieber was supposedly pitching well, and then they just gave up an eight-run inning. And it it always, it's while they gave that eight-run inning up, you know, it's... Lieber got hurt during that inning, so we got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, there. I said he's definitely injured. But scary is, uh, well, I don't know, scary. It's kind of funny that Jason Michaels got the first two outs in that inning. You know, that he gets an out, inning. gets an out to lead off, and then they go on an eight, eight, uh, person, eight batter tear, and then he comes up again and he strikes out. So that has to be some kind of record to make the first two outs in an inning. I wonder. I yeah, bet it's got to be something. Man. I bet you somebody's uh, done three outs in an inning. I bet you. You know what? Hold on one sec. Or not hold on. It won't, you guys talk. it won't be in there. No, but they have like most at bats in an inning. And it said three many times. Okay. So, I mean, Dave's looking through the uh, Phillies media guide. However, something to think about tonight, E-Money, is that the Braves and Mets are both getting clobbered. That's always good stuff to so, hear. Hold on, pardon me one sec here. Individual batting records, and it says, most at-bats, inning, unknown, major league record, three several times. So it says that. So, I mean, someone getting three at-bats. But it could have been the same guy gotten three outs. Right. I think... They would have marked that though, like right. That's like a big deal. That is a big deal. Google Sportscape, right on the Sportscape. See what we can find. Check out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think two, the first two outs, even just making two outs in one inning, is huge. Let alone the first two. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Someone making wild. all three outs. Hopefully, the manager took him out. Said, Dude, it's just not your night. No, I got nothing for you. Google is not coming it up, so maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it has, but it's very interesting to note. Maybe we'll do some research for you for the listener. Hey, out yeah, there. I mean, if anyone can find that out, okay. throw it up on the website. So the Phillies are doing. Yeah, if anybody can find out, please uh, send us an email or throw it up in the comments section. But the Phillies—they're playing down to their—they're well, losing to good competition and playing down to the rest of the NL East, where they could really be making some damage if they could play well against good competition. Yes. So. I guess we're in stuck. The Phillies are in stuck like a like a little bit of a quagmire here. Their bullpen still sucks. They know they're never going to be able to beat good teams. Exactly. Maybe the Mets' age has caught up to them. The Braves obviously aren't what they what we thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season. So now it's a three horse race where just two of them aren't going to go to the glue factory afterwards. Right. Well, dude, that's watching Detroit and watching Cleveland. If the Phillies did make it to the World Series against these two teams. It seems like th- both of those teams are stacked up well better, or not my fault, much better. I like well better, though, yeah. Dave. If you want to go well better, we'll, we'll let you have it. You're having a good day today. You deserve it. 
<laughs> yeah, Cleveland is a nice, solid team. They yeah, have they everything are. right and, now. Uh, everything. And the same with Detroit. Like the Phillies gave up a pretty big lead against Detroit I've, uh, over the weekend, and it was pretty much you knew you were you were getting yourself into when the Phillies had to go to their bullpen and Detroit was bringing up Gary Sheffield. You know, and oh, yeah. And when Detroit's bringing in their bullpen, their bullpen's awesome. And their one guy, uh, uh, what's his name, Zamata, he's hurt. Who throws in, you know, 102 well, and all yeah, that. He's He was one, like their yeah. eighth inning guy last year. Right on. So it's definitely a tough one for the Phils. It's a wake-up call. No, no, yeah, but it's a wake-up call. But it's a, we're, as fans, we're being teased a little bit. Well, a little bit. We're being you know, teased I've been a lot. Teased for, I've been teased for 14 years. Yeah, I understand. But I, I think what I'm just trying to say is that because the Mets aren't playing well and because the Braves aren't what they we thought they were going to be, the Phillies are in it when they really shouldn't be in it. Well, as Evan's been saying all year, too, they're a 500 club. That's all they are is a 500 club. You know what? Interleague play, they won 8-7. and seven. One game over 500. That's not making a championship right there. No way. Oh, of course not. No. And do you want playoffs or do you want championships? Like, we want them to win. We want parade down Broad Street. Do you see that coming anytime soon when you see teams like Cleveland, teams like Detroit? No. But with someone like Pat Gillick, who's supposedly going to make these great trades, that, as we talked about, Excuse me. As we talked about two weeks ago, which we didn't get to hear because of the technical difficulties, the trades he has made are not championship moves. Exactly. Right. They're really not. Yeah, we um we ran down two weeks ago. We ran down Pat Gillick's entire dossier of moves, and it was pretty interesting because on the on one part I read them, and David Evans just broke my stones. <laughs> the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, too bad we didn't have it. Now. So we had technical difficulties because I had to swap out computers. But hold on, Imani, do you think we had tef- uh, technical difficulties because Derek didn't want everyone like hearing us bust his balls for? 30 minutes straight. Well, right. Dave, I'm going to have to plead the fifth on that just because <laughs> of the shit that I've been getting to the, tonight already. So I have no comment. You have no I, comment? I don't want to incriminate myself. He doesn't com- want to get yelled at already. Tons of comments all night tonight. You don't have any oh, more comments? Oh, did I, Bob? Oh. You have no more comments. I don't want any comment to that. Ball right. Ball right. Let's move on. Well, Phillies, guys, you got any closing comments for the Phillies? Because we're going to move on to some pretty exciting Flyers news. Well, what do you guys think about uh, Jose Mesa? I don't. Joe Table's coming back. I think it's. I think it's the absolute most pathetic thing the Phillies could have done. It's desperation. That it is. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. And it's just you know they they had there's nobody in the minor leagues that they could have brought up that's better than Jose Mesa. Even from a PR standpoint, there's nobody better. I tell you what, he wasn't allowed to pitch in Philadelphia for like the last two months. The last time he was here, he was just getting booed horrible. horrible. They wouldn't play him at all here. Yep. Forget telling your son to be you want to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues. You want to be a mediocre middle reliever because you will go far. You get bounced around anywhere you want to go. You will play and play and play, especially if you have a left hand. You will never yep. stop pitching. No matter how big your gut They've gets. tried to cut Jose Mesa a thousand times in the major league baseball. And after he was cut recently, I think I think Detroit cut him. Or no. Pittsburgh? He was in Pittsburgh. Where did he go Pittsburgh from there? Pittsburgh last year. He was in Detroit this year. For some reason, no, for some reason, I thought he was in Kansas City. And that no, he was. Pulled up real quick. I'll tell you what, if he was in Kansas City and they dropped him and we picked him up, that's just his craziness. But he only, he only threw against one batter last night, right? And he, he got out of the eighth, though. He got us out of the eighth, so it allowed us to win that game. Yeah, he was with the Tigers. The Tigers cut him loose this year. And he said the Tigers weren't pitching him enough. That's what he said. <laughs> And he had a 10, like, 4 5 Why is your ERA up so high? Oh, they're not pitching me enough. <laughs> it's tough. That's great. Very tough. 
So, so we got Joe Tables is back. And you know what's crazy is my wife, I come home from work, and what's up there? She's like, you realize that they have Jose Mesa back again? But I have this Even the women are mad. Why, were they playing the commercial over again? <laughs> the most telling thing was she actually has he, some knowledge. He gets cut, and nobody picks him up right away. Go figure. And they go to him. So what's in the future for you? He goes, I might be done. You know, I really don't know. If somebody wants me, I guess I'll go back. But I think this is it in the line for me. And then all of a sudden, Pat Gill goes, ding, ding, ding. Get him on the cheap. Get him on the cheap. Get paying a little over $300,000 for him for the rest of the year. And that's cheap. And that is cheap. Oh, so. you're a ball player. What do you mean? Make the league minimum, man. So I was thinking about Joe Table today. You're a ball player? You don't look like a ball player. <laughs> so he goes into the game last night for the Phillies, and the Cleveland fans just boo the heck out of him, right? Understandable. And understandable because in Game 7 of the World Series against the Florida Marlins, he came in, in a t- with a 2-1 lead in the bottom of the ninth inning to win a baseball game. And he lost the game, and the Marlins won the series. Imagine if that was Philly. It no, happened already. No, the Mitch. I understand, but the, I think the, the Mitch Williams thing is different, though. The Mitch Williams thing is different because it was Game Seven, bottom of the ninth. You have your lead, you have your closer, and they didn't do it. Okay, so what was that? Game Six. Yeah. It was Game Six. Yes, bottom of the ninth. I, I guess you could. I guess you could equate the two a little bit, but I don't know, man. I, I, game Seven, Game Six. Game Seven, Game Six. That's a big difference. But you have, yeah, and you have a chance to win. Okay, it's a big difference, but I mean, what more can you do to a guy except death threats and stuff but like the that? Phil- but the Phillies weren't going to win the series with that when Mitch Williams gave up that home run. They couldn't have won the series that day. I'm just saying, what more can you do with what the Phillies fans did to Mitch Williams? Also, though, with Joe Tables, him and um, Omar Vizquel had that huge battle. Something bitter happened. I forget what, because he even said, "If I ever face him, I'm just going to throw right at him." He did. Oh, say I that. remember that because Omar, because Vizquel said something about him blowing the game in the ninth inning. All right, and Vizquel, I thought he even went deeper than that for some reason. Like that's what I said. I thought he sucked with them or whatever. No, they or, cut Mesa. And <laughs> Mesa went and pitched for other players and other people and. Uh, Jose Mesa said, I'm sorry, and then Vizquel said this about this, and we would have won if Mesa didn't blow it for us. And Jose Mesa had this whole, like, pounding his chest. Oh, how dare he say right. something like that, you know? we How dare he say something like that? We lost the game as a team together. Which is kind of right, but... Let me ask you guys a question, though. Jose Mesa, Jose Mesa, in the time of his career, his age, do you think he really gives a shit about what team he's playing for, what they, how far they go... Right contributing now, no. anything no. like that? I don't think like so. Like D was just saying. He goes, I think this is it. I think I'm done. Exactly. So he doesn't even care about being a Philly right now. He doesn't care. He's just doing it for the paycheck. Right. Because if you already say, you know what, I think I'm done, and someone calls him and goes, you want to play? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll play. Yeah, I might as well, pe- I might as well play. I started the season. I already told my family I'd be gone for a whole year, so I might as well play. You know, the old kid in the stands. Good old daddy. Does nothing for me. Okay, so the Phillies are mediocre. So this is our weekly uh, date where they still a playoff team. They're two games behind, yes. E-Money? Between, behind the Mets. No, they're not a playoff team. I, I agree with you, E-Money. And, um, and I want to be wrong, people. I want to be wrong, but, but the team's not showing me that they are wrong. And it's a shame because they have so many good athletes on that team. They do. Um, and pitching is killing them. Bullpen is killing them. Bullpen. Starting pitching is is not doing very well right now in these last couple games either. Um, we saw the night Lieber got hurt. That's a big problem. I don't know what's going to happen with that. There, there's another pitcher down. Myers is hurt. Gordon's hurt. Dude, we got Jose Mesa. What the hell's going on here? We didn't here? even talk about it. Last time Adam Eaton pitched, he should have finished out that inning. I totally Oh, I don't know what was up with that. Hey, man. That manual says 
Got to take him out. He's your manager, though. He's right. part, he's as much of the team as anything else is. He's All your right. manager. He's the one you think he's a playoff team with Charlie Manuel as your manager. They got to do it in spite of him. Yeah, they got to win six games and go six games over what they were last year, and then not have to worry about. It. They have to score twelve runs a game. They do thirteen on Friday. So that, five. That's on. the bullpen, and it's just a mess. It's just when they lose, he dies. I'm not upset. He dies. I'm not upset. I used to get really upset when they lose, but I have no expectations for this team this, this uh, year. They would have taken this game tonight, maybe. Maybe uh, I would have been great. I think that was this game was My, huge for I agree, me. Ev. I mean, not for the. I don't know if so much for the team because they really don't. They don't know. They are where they are in the standings. But for me, as a fan, I thought two out of three out of a great. Team, they're a great, great American League team. Would have been really nice going home. And, and I think play. what's going on with the Phillies once tonight. I think that I was going to knock Cleveland out at first. No, that would have been even sweeter. I didn't even know about that. Because Minnesota's rolling. Well, no, I think Detroit might be right behind him, and Detroit was winning. Oh, right on. And that's and we did well against them. You know what? Cleveland, all they needed was that one inning. They won. They played. They did what they had to. They won. And they brought in their their relievers that settled that kept kept the uh, kept the lead what it was. Yeah. We don't have we don't have that. Phillies can't keep a lead. But you're right. You're right, money. The Phillies had leads in that Detroit game and. And tonight, and they blew them. And they almost blew the game last night. If, if oh, Howard yes, they did. So the, the team is only as good as it's le- as relief pitching, and that obviously does not come to play. Right. Jeff Geary's pooping the bed, and he was the one star you had. So Hernandez, don't don't get me started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. That's what we're here for, though. To get you started in your wine glass of beer. I love it. Drinking out of a wine glass tonight. I love that. I love that goblet. It's cool as shit. Gotta have a goblet when you're trying to get your drink on. Your double drink on as far as I'm concerned, you money. Dude, D-Man, you're preaching the choir. I know it. So, speaking of double drink-ons... Where are we going with this? This better not be a segue to, to the Flyers or something. Double drink-ons. Well, when you... Well, when they you, can have a double drink-on from the cup? When you yeah, win, I, don't even, I don't even understand where that's going. When I you love win it. the Stanley Cup, you drink out of the cup, right? So they're going to have back-to-back wins? Dave... I want you to give me some insight on this pickup by Paul Holmgren. Did he pull a coup? Everybody's saying it could be the move of the year. Dude, I thought when they got beer on, that was an awesome trade because they got him for nothing at the end there. They needed to get rid of him. Holmgren stepped in, took him. Great move. You got to wait on that. Now, Holmgren traded, or not now, but before, Holmgren traded Forsberg for Scotty Upshaw. Ryan Perron, who they keep talking about, is going to come up and start playing in the pros. Going to be a real good defenseman. Any relation? To Bernie, no. Okay. Not that I heard of. Um, a first-round draft pick and a third-round draft pick. Now the season's over. The Flyers trade that third-round draft pick they just got right. for Scott Hartnell. And I'm going to butcher his name, Timo Kimenin. Yeah, I thought because of the M and the E-N, and I didn't know what was uh, going on with that. Kimenin or Kimenin? His brother plays for the Flyers already. Yusa or Jusa or something like that. I don't even know how to say his first name. So the Flyers traded that third-round draft pick, and they got Scott Hartnell and Kimo. Kimo Timonen. Timonen, correct. Timonen. That's all. So his younger brother played for the Flyers already, played last maybe 30-some games for the Flyers. From what I understand, these guys are A-list players, though. Oh, yeah. Um, Timonen was the captain down in – he was an assistant and also the captain down in Nashville. All-star player last year. 31 years old. Should be fine for the next four years. I mean, nice. by then he might start getting older, but he can push the puck up. And this is all for a third-round draft pick. All for a third-round draft pick. This is where I thought money or no. This is where I thought it was going to get kind of hectic or not hectic, but uh, I thought the the league was going to look into it because, like I said, it was Forsberg for two players and two draft picks. Now they trade with the same team. Okay, the draft pick you gave us, we're going to give back we're to give you. Back to you. And you were saying that for, during the season. For two, don't players. be surprised if this, this happens. I remember, and that's what happened there. Man, you should be on the front office. <laughs> 
However, I won't get rid. I'll keep Paul Holmgren for Bobby Clark any day when you pull moves like this. Yeah, he's making moves. When Holmgren came up, we all even said, oh, great, you know what? It's Clarky's puppet. Right. Clarky said he wasn't doing anything for the last couple, you know, months or whatever. So Holmgren was doing all this. So it seemed like it was like, oh, shit. Christ, we're going to have him as GM. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he pulled that beer on trade, which I am still a big fan of. Let him be our starter. So are the Flyers a couple of moves away from being contenders, or are they a couple of moves away from being playoff contenders? Oh, no. Like, they're definitely going to be – well, let's not say definitely. They're going to be making a move for the playoffs. They're going to probably – or not trade. They're going to probably sign Gomez. That's what they're talking about from the Devils. From Scott Gomez, really? Yeah. So and he can pass the puck around. The draft is on, I believe it's starting Friday night, and there's like three players they're really looking at. And the other guy that they're thinking about taking is another guy who can just dish the puck. They still got Simon Gagne, Umberger, Carters, and Richards. Like these guys, they have to step up. This is going to be the year that they're all going to have to score 30 goals and show it. Like, you know what? After three years, it's not no more potential. It's you got to prove you're it. it. You're it. If you're this not doing it. it then you're you know out. what? Yeah, you're going to be a third line. All right, and this is a, you can only go up anyway. They can only right. go up. So, so you got the Flyers going to draft day, right? Yes. And so let's just break it down and see what they have and see what they need. Okay. Let me just give you what they have. Okay. The addition of um, Mar- Marty Biron helps, right? Yes. And trading for um, Kimo Timonen and Scott Hartnell always helps. It's, right. It's huge, right? Huge. You can't really put. You can't, how, how huge is it, Dave? Oh, it, it's huge, especially for a third round draft pick. Especially That's... for a third-round draft pick. And they're joining, returning forwards, Simone Gagne, Mike Knubel, Sammy Kapanen, defenseman Darian Hatcher. Is he going to be on the Flyers team next year? Probably. Probably. But he should be the third-line defenseman. Okay. He shouldn't be playing up in the top. Let him just play 12 minutes a game now. Leadership? Does he bring leadership, though? Oh, yeah. Was definitely, yeah he won, this, the, won the cup, so that always helps. Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, Scotty Upshaw, R.J. Umberger, Ryan Poultry. Poultry. Ben Eager. Eager's going to be your, a fourth line. So I'm leaving, but I'm up. giving you those names. They sound like they're pretty good players. Oh, they're all young. They can all skate. Like every player you just named there. They need a kick yeah. in the ass, maybe. Well, they need someone who can dish the puck. That's going to be your Scotty Gomez, and that might be your um, Kyle Turris. Like he's one of the guys that they're thinking about drafting coming up. You have two guys now that can dish the puck. Carters can put the puck in the net. Gagne. Knubel. Coburn. Perrant. Coburn's on defense. Perrant's supposed to come up. There's uh, Steve Downey and Claude Garreau. These are two young guys who are going to bring more youth to the team, and they're going to bring, from what I understand, Downey is a the fighter, the scorer, the hitter. Like mm-hmm. He's going to be your second-line, third-line player that's just going to do it all. You know, nothing to the, the extreme. He's not going to be your best goal scorer, but he's going to be able to do each one of those fine in the NHL. It would definitely be nice to bring some veterans in. To, to pass the and that's going to be Scott, Gomez, Scott Gomez, right? Yeah, let's Scott do that. Gomez That'd is be a great. world. He's a Hall of Famer. That'd be well, a let's not push that yet. He's young. He's still young. Is he young? Yeah. How old is he? I, I would say he's probably been in the league. Dude, you got to kill that. He killed all. He's been in uh, the league probably five years. So, but he played for the Devils. He. He had great years there. He won Stanley Cups. He can win. Right, well, I think multiple won, Stanley Cups, right? I don't know if he won multiple. I think one. We, I mean, we can check that out. That's no problem. But also, we got to wait to see if the Flyers sign him. Right. right. We, like, this is all hearsay. Right. We don't even know what they're going to do. So, what Holmgren's next move is or hockeysfuture.com says that they're going to pick Kyle Turris, center. That's one of the players that they're talking about. So, who would do you know anything about him? I just, uh, from what I read about him, because that's the only thing about 
I, I mean, I thought this draft was a bunch of BS anyway, because more than any other draft in any major league sport, it's the more, hardest thing. Yeah, it's to, more international than everything exactly. else. And what happens, it seems, okay, they'll say, oh, this guy Taurus is real good. And then someone's going to say, oh, well, you know what? He plays in the juniors, yeah. which they only do this, where the guy, Alexei Cherpov, he plays in the Russian Elite League, which is only 18 games, mm-hmm. and he scored this many goals. It's tough to judge what how good they are. Right. right. It's not all in the same. It's not like they're basis. all playing the NCAA uh, right. basketball, this, that, and the, you know, with that. But that's, yeah, Taras, they say he can pass the puck a lot. Played for Canada in the I in the uh, World Juniors in the World Junior Championships, registering five goals in six games. They say Turris is a dynamic player with an all-around great offensive skills. He skates well, handles the puck well, and has an extremely accurate shot. And how long is he going to be in the in the um, minors? Minors before he comes up. Well, uh, that's what they're talking about. The second pick, they want him playing this year. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be. And it has to be right. Well, that's see, that's a that's a very ballsy move to oh, draft very- someone who's going to be who they they have to have someone that's playing this year. But a number two pick in the NHL generally starts, doesn't go to the should. Minors, right, Dave? Should be playing. It's like the NFL, you money a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. Playoff team next year? He has a very good... I mean, I don't know how you can get out of the, out of the basement and then all of a sudden be a playoff well, team next year. Well, when you put these players on a, te- on a team, you have those two guys from Nashville that are no joke that were going to be unrestricted free agents. The one cat, ter- uh, what's his name? The, was the, the defenseman. Timonen. Timonen was going to be the premier defensive uh, free agent this yep. year. Yep. Well, that's, so now that you got great. him. You locked him in. I know, yeah, but it's just, you know, we'll have to see how it all melds. That's, that's all. As, as we're naming all the players that are coming now you're, back. You're talking about a, a player, Kyle Turris, we don't even have yet. Right, no, no, I'm saying. in still on the team, like another defenseman who rushes a puck. He had a hard time last year. You know what? If he moves to the number two, the number three defenseman, and now instead of being the main man, he gets to just play freely, that's going to help him a lot. Him, Pitkinen, uh, Timonen. And Captain are all finished players. <laughs> and those <laughs> names are hilarious. Yeah, Riddlin. But Simon Gagne is still an all. He's a world beater, right? That's, I'd love it. If he yeah. has Gomez passing to him, to get a bad. Yeah, he's going to be back up to fifty goals. And you got Baron in the back. Can yeah. you hear me in the back? Can you hear me back there? Yo, hang on for one second though. But if Marty Baron starts this year for the Flyers, is he going to be this bullshit? Goalie come in and come out, need a mocky thing. Nobody knows. Right. Can, why can't he start 65 games this year? Right, that's... Well, they just signed Nidamaki to another contract. Two years. Two year contract. So, right. Unless you're saying, hey, listen, we're going to go 40-40. Or you say, hey, listen, Baron's our number one. Well, I thought Baron would be your number one if that's you're signing what, him. That's what I'm assuming, too. You traded him. If you want him to be your number one, you sign him. They sign him. Okay, you're our number one. Nidamaki, you're the number two. Doesn't matter how great you play, the most games you're going to be playing going to be 25. Now, Dave, I've never seen in my life as a hockey fan and watching hockey and following hockey goaltender controversy as this city in my life. There's always something it's going creepy. on. I mean, I realize there's always something going on, especially right. during playoff time that they, you know, whatever's hot, this, that, and the other. But I can't, I can't believe that there's always a situation in Philadelphia with goaltenders. Two years ago when Carolina won, they had, I forget who was starting, but next thing you know, they brought, I think, Cam Ward in. Or maybe Cam Ward started. Okay. And then during the playoffs, you know what? You had a bad game. Boop. They sat him. Next thing you know, whoever came in started winning games. And they just started riding. So that is something that happens in the NHL all the time. The Rangers used to play Van Beesbrook and Richter. You play Monday, you play Tuesday. You know, they would go back and forth. And that's what happens. I hear that. But then all of a sudden you make the playoffs, and then they don't know who's going to play. That's what happens when you don't have a number one. When you don't have that... 
to stink number one when you have Sean Burke or you have. But I, I mean, I any of them. the Flyers yeah. by signing Marty Buron made themselves a distinct number one. They I said, agree with you. You are number one. Right, that was the end of Here's last year. Here's your new house in South Jersey. Hopefully, when the season starts, that's what they follow. They say, okay, listen. He's our guy. We're right. sticking with him. Every six games, maybe he might take a break. If he's hot, we keep playing him. I have no problem with that. I think that would be the best move they can do. Because if they're saying, hey, we're going young. Stay okay. young. Say, right. Say, you're going to be you're gonna be our, our goaltender. Yep. You're going to be our leadership for the, you know, like talk to another player. You're going to be the leadership for this, you know, Richards and Carter. Like, you got to start putting more Carter. I love, guys. I love yeah. Richards. I love Carter, man. Yeah. I, that, now that is a nice core. I always like those two players worked hard last Dude, year. RJ Umberger works hard. Yeah. Upshaw, like, they have a lot of good players. There's still a lot of good teams out there. And that's, as we're watching about goaltenders, not to jump back, when you're watching the Devils, you turn on the Devils, you're going to see Brodeur. Right. And that's what happens. Like, you know, you kind of get used to seeing the same goaltender there. There's certain goaltenders that do that, certain teams that just have that great number one. Right. Player. I understand Verdor is definitely a league of, of his right. own. There's no doubt about that. But what I, I mean, history of the, of the Flyers, right. that it just always happens during playoff time. No matter if they're, this, you know, the seven seed, the eight seed, whatever right. it is, when they get into the playoffs, oh, he didn't, he had a bad game. Oh, so we're going to start this guy, and we're going to now. Is you should you really be doing that during playoff time? Well, that, and that's it, what it happens just always too. mixes it all up. When they do do that, that's when it goes down the tube. I right. Mean, when you I think agree. Seventies, you think of Prawn. Right. The eighties when they went, you had Hextall. The nineties when they went, okay, well they had Van Beaver for two games. Yes. And they had um, Brian Boucher for you know two Boucher, games. Yes. Stuff like that, and it doesn't make sense. Exactly. They said that about Terry Murray. Hey, how can you do this? Why are you pulling this guy out? They brought Sean Burke in at the... Why do When I talk, I just get a clump in there. They brought Sean Burke in as the number one goaltender. Okay, well, he didn't prove it, so when he's in there, they're still saying he's no good. The fans are calling for Ash or who... I don't think Ash was here then, but for whoever it was, put him in. Okay, when, you know, Gar Snow goes in now and lets up four <laughs> or five goals, that's not the best move exactly. either. It's it's just so confusing. It, it was really, and that's what I'm hoping with Biron. They're going to say, okay, he's our number one goaltender. We're going to live and die by him. Well, that's why I like you guys game. score. You score more goals than them. He'll let up your two three goals a game, and that's the bottom winning. line. That's the bottom line. And you know, having um, that front office the way it is right now, I think it's they're going to stay true to that. I really do because. Um, What's his name? Uh, Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren. As a coach, he wasn't was he wasn't really like that towards the, towards the end before he got shoved out. He always stuck to his guns, and I always liked him for that. I loved him as a coach. I thought he was a great coach. But we'll have to see what happens with those those two uh, tenders, man. I mean, you sign in, you sign in your second guy for a two year contract. Ron signed. I don't know what's going on. That's all. I, my, the main confusion for me as a fan, like what was going on there. I know you have to have two goaltenders, but I know what happens all the time with these two goaltenders. If like <laughs> Phil Sheridan, if like Phil Sheridan says in the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, are you more excited with the with what Paul Holmgren pulled off with Nashville than you were when uh, Forsberg, Darian Hatcher, and Mike Rathie signed? No, uh, back. But should you be though? Like, yeah, I think people think should be. It. Yeah, Je- or just as excited. Yeah, I mean, especially looking back because Rathie sucked. You know, Hatcher, he had signs of old age half the time, and Forsberg got hurt a lot. So looking back, yeah, that wasn't as great of a signing as everybody thought, those three signings. Where this is a very nice trade. You're it's only giving up. Stri- a- it's more of a strategic move. It's, it's, you're getting good, solid players that can actually play their position, and, and they're relatively young guys, right, too, right? Yeah, Hard now, I think, is only 25. That's what they said. Yeah, and I mean, Timonen's 31, which you could say is 
you know, maybe at the very top of the peak. He's not going down yet. So th- that means they acquired Timnan, Hartnell, Scotty Upshaw, Ryan Perrant, and a third-round pick in exchange for the, for the 22 games, including playoffs, that, first bar, that Forsberg played for Nashville. That's not bad. That's, that's, um, that's unbelievable. Right. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. And that's, um, that's a home run. Uh, wrong sport, sorry. No, no, that's but it's a no, good, it's a home run. It's a good analogy, Evan. And that's what it is. Like when they signed Forsberg, it was that big name, like boom. And you got to remember that was right at the end of the uh, the strike, trying to bring people back, and that name sold tickets. Where people aren't going to run out and say, you know what, Scotty Hartnell, Scotty Hartnell is here, yeah, exactly. But but it's just like when when you have good role players, you're going to win games. And when you yeah, win, win games, games you're, people go and to watch. This it. Team doesn't have any problem selling tickets anyway. They did in the end of the year. I I'll mean, we could what. probably post something up here and ask who was on the Anaheim Ducks. Nobody knows. Right. right. You have your hardcore hockey fans that can name some. But, it, yeah, and who was on those Stanley Cup championship teams that had, that floated through Jersey? Yeah. You had a sick goal. You got Brodeur, Yeah. Boom. Boom. And Scotty Gomez. Yeah. So, and that's what happens. Be excited it's, about it. I mean, there's something very Oh, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm and glad we what, talked about it. I, I could easily see the playoffs. But I'm also the guy saying the Phillies but, are going to make the but, playoffs. I don't, okay, yeah, but, but you could say you can easily say playoffs. And Evan and I break your stones all the time. Like, right. yeah, they make the playoffs, but then they're going to lose to Buffalo in the second round. Then it doesn't mean really anything. It's not successful. But However. It, but if they make the playoffs this year, it's a step up because they didn't make it last year. Right. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, trying to get to is if you if you create this team in non the Bob Clark mold, Right, you're, right. you're creating an entirely different team. Then maybe you're not going to get the same results at the end. What I'm like, and you saying, know what, Bob Clark always had a superstar. Always needed one of those superstars right. there. This is more of a core team, which I like. They're building a young core team that you know I like that. That's it's, a, it's kind of a different. Um, Philosophy, and I like the way I like the approach. I agree with you, Ev. There, however, I do see I do think Simone Gagne is a superstar. He can be a superstar. Yeah, but he's not a superstar yet. He's he, not one of those. He's not a name where everybody wants to go get Simone Gagne. People, yeah, people would love to have him. He he can score a goal. He'll end. I think last year he had forty some goals, but he only had like. 28 assists. Okay, so he doesn't want like, to give yeah, it up. He can shoot the puck. He can't pass the puck. He's not right. a playmaker, but he's a great skater. You know, goes oh, towards he's the net. such an asset yeah. to the team. There's no doubt about it. But players, like where he had Lindros or he had Recky. Exactly. You know, he could always bring in a big player and put him out there. Totally. So, it's, but, it's, well, that's what I'm saying. With the Flyers, as we're saying, they're not going with the Clark mold. That Russian that's out there, that might be a move they make because Clark, you would never draft a Russian. Right. Holmgren might say, okay, hey, we're going to take him as number so two. So they have an opportunity with the second pick, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty there's of no opportunity. clear number one. No clear number one. Everyone from like one to nine has been named as a number one pick at one time. Really? That's the way it seems. Like Boring. And w- what also happens, too, is you have the central scouting. Then you have this. Like they all, you know, mm-hmm. they all name someone else, but there's always one bad thing. Oh, so and so is good because he played with Kane, or you know he's good because he played in this league. So you have to understand, though, everybody listening to when Dave says you know, we're okay. not really nodding our heads. We're waiting <laughs> for the say his next point. So that's just a uh, we all tend to do that from time to time. But I can see the Flyers drafting the Russian, or which I think is going to be a huge possibility. Like we were talking about picking in, or I was at least. Yeah, yeah. The Oilers they need a puck moving defenseman. So there could be a trade with the Flyers up to Edmonton. Edmonton has three picks in the first round. Wow. They have, like, the number six, the number 12, and, like, the number 21. Oh, so, so they're ready to get rid of one of those. That could picks. be a possibility, too. Because I think Edmonton is high up on Kyle Torres. You may, you know, say, okay, hey, listen, we'll trade one for two, mm-hmm. or, like, our one for your one. 
Maybe they'll put Pickening in and get another one of their draft picks. So the Flyers might get rid of Pickening, get two more draft picks, which are still going to be high enough to where they're going to be getting those players that have been talked about the whole time. They well, can still get the Russian later, like nine. Paul right. Holmgren was asked if he was interested in trading Pickening today, and this is what he said. It's not anything we'd be interested in doing. It's just, I just think he's a top young defenseman. So they're not going to move him, according to Paul Holmgren. How, how many times have we is heard? That, is that BS? Yeah, we're not interested in that. You're right. Oh, next day. <laughs> here's what I, here's what Ed Moran writes. <laughs> Listening to Holgren and knowing that the Flyers still have holes to fill, despite acquiring Kimo Timonen and forward Scott Hartnell yesterday, and knowing there are just as many questions surrounding Pickening's development, it was hard to listen without a skeptical ear. That's not to call Holmgren a liar. Everything he said was true. He does think Pickening is a top young defenseman. They have filed for arbitration, and right now, emphasis on right now, there's no trade offer on the table that interests him. So the, those in the know think still think he's going to be moved. With the, when the, with, if the right um, plan goes on the table, right trade goes on the table, of course he'll move. It's whatever's better for the club. Holmgren <laughs> was playing his cards the right way then and now, keeping them close while thinking about what moves he really would like to make. One way to look at what he just said was, hey, everybody, Pickening is available. Right, exactly. He's available, dude. Arbitration of eligible players are always available. Get him out. Any player. You don't make the playoffs, any player is available. Oh, I agree. Totally agree with you, Dave. Wherever he can make a core club again, that's what that's his main goal right now. Right, he's got to move it up. It'll be a shame to see him go, but if they're going to get a couple more young players, keep moving them in, see what's going on. you got to see which one of these young players is going to develop. And I'm Sick of, I'm also sick of the the right now effect, like the whole Forsberg trade a couple of years ago, that three man trade. I want a build. I want a nice core team. I, I want to I want to stay like up three years from now. Well, here's the bottom. that's what I want. I mean, that's my kind of my kind of sports outlook. Right, stuff. totally understand that. But here's the bottom line too. I, I think what really sums this article up. If the Flyers wanted the 23-year-old Finn badly enough, they would have signed him the way they do other restricted free agents, right. including Antero and Inamaki. Inamaki, exactly. Guys, the Flyers don't let the restricted free agents just sit around doing No. Right. They sign them quickly. They know they want to make them the whole Flyers family. It's a, a Flyers philosophy, I guess you could say. They don't let these guys sit around. If you want them, they get you. If you don't want them, they let you linger. Right. So maybe something's out there. The, the Flyers team is, uh, for better or for worse, which is definitely can't get any worse. No, it's, it's, gonna gonna be it's definitely better. better. It's, it's definitely going better. to be different next year. There's no doubt about that. You right over there? I was just stretching a little bit. Long talk. Long talk about the Flyers. My feet are getting caught. I feel like I'm on ice. Long talk. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Oh. Go ahead, Time for parting shots. E-Money. Fire first. I got Wait. something to say. I killed your brother today. You know, um, there's been the mini camp going on. McNabb's like, you know, doing squats with his knee. He's 75% ready, throwing the ball and everything. I'm calling it right now. He's not. He's going to get hurt by week eight. Wow, E-Money. Calling it right now. Why are you calling it right now? Why do you want to go on a ledge here and say that? I mean, what's the reason for it? Because I, he gets hurt every year, and and he there's so much pressure for him now to be the main man that it's it's totally killing me. Who's your backup? <laughs> Name it, Cobb. There's a million. Cobb, of course, sure. Dave, who's the Eagles' backup quarterback next at, at week eight this year? By week eight, it will probably be uh, Ty Detmer. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is going nowhere. <laughs> Do you have a parting shot? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it'll be coy. <laughs> There's that laugh. There it is, boy. Their backup all year will be Feely, and, and Cobb will be number three. Okay. See, that's all you had to say. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Can't make any jokes anymore on the podcast. God dude. forbid. You can make jokes. Just intelligent Big, uh, big guy over one. here. That was a good one. I laughed. 
Dave, do you have a parting shot? Next week, uh, we'll be, well, Friday, of course, is the NHL draft. The following week on Thursday is the NBA draft. And the Sixers, as bad as they are, they throw a great party. Okay. So. For, for season ticket holders? For season ticket holders. They're having a little barbecue outside from four to seven. Um. Now, is that open bar? Yes, it is. It is? <laughs> Was last year, and I'm hoping to get it is this Can year. Can you get us in this year? I, I could definitely make a couple calls. You guys want to run down? Oh, guys? I'm down. If yeah, you can get I'll me definitely in. go. I think it's next I got, I'll get my press pass. Yeah, I'm almost positive it's Thursday. And I know it's food. I'll check because they send like a little invitation out. Clarence Weatherspoon's going to be there. Woo! Woo-hoo! But, Man, they really do bring out the sea. Oh, yeah, they really make it. World be free. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I mean, where's the money going? You can't say the Sixers don't try, but. There's some good stuff going on. Aaron McKee, I think. Oh, Aaron McKee's coming. I think so. That's awesome. I'll punch him in the balls. Don't punch him in the balls anymore. Okay, so that's but, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice having What about the Flyers? Good. They don't throw anything? No, the only thing they had was a... Uh, they was, give you a free jersey or something? <laughs> no, it was like, come to Chickie and Pete's or whatever. New pop. I saw that. Yeah, I saw I'm that. like, dude, you already screwed me over with the DVD. Yeah. That's all you gave me. <laughs> now you're inviting me to where everybody <laughs> else is? Yeah, Dave got no. totally screwed oh, with the DVD. I'm not man. coming you down. Gotta, your Flyers have to make it up, especially with the season they had last year. Season ticket holders need to I'm get... I'm still waiting. They need reach-arounds. That's... The other day, I got an envelope, and I go, I'm expect like opening up. Happy ending wouldn't get take it to the happy ending. I, I, when I open up the envelope, I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be like the golden ticket. Like I got a golden ticket. And I open it up, and it was a draft preview, and I'm like, oh, thanks wrote, for nothing. Who drew, who wrote the draft preview? It was from the Flyers. Like they sent it Did out. They give you, you couldn't get over the old draft. No, it just no. named ten players. You know, they don't think you know. They don't think they have internet access that you can find that out? Exactly. They should just, they should just, they don't think I have YouTube and I can watch all these 10 games? Why are you giving this to me? So did you drop your season tickets? Hell no. What's your parting shot, oh crazy one? My parting shot is this, and I want you both to recognize. June 30th is 10 days away. What are you getting ready to do over there? I'm ready to go to the bathroom. I thought okay. we were done. I forgot you were going to do it. Guys, I'm getting ready to have a lot of fun June 30th for a great tailgate and a great Phillies victory against the hapless New York Mets. Hapless. I'll tell you what, they really suck right now. They do suck. If you didn't get a ticket, I feel bad because you're not going to come in. Yeah, it is a sold, sold out. out show, man. Yeah, sold out from the Phillies and sold out from Philly Sportscast. That's it. That's it. They're gone. That's it. They're gone, it's and we're gone. Be, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.